Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, bringing you open and honest conversations about resources in Tuscarawas County. Now here's your host, Jody Salvo. Hi, this is Jody Salvo. Um, welcome to today's podcast. Today I'm joined with Bridget Britton from the OSU Extension, Ohio State University Extension. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what the Extension has to offer, uh, maybe some changes that have happened during the COVID crisis, and an upcoming training that you'll be giving next week um, on trauma. And we'd love to learn a little bit more about that and kind of the work that you do. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Wonderful. Um, Bridget, tell us a little bit about your role with Ohio State University Extension and maybe, again, a little bit about what the Extension does. Uh, So OSU Extension is actually um, a branch off of Ohio State University, and we are in all 88 counties. So we have an office in all 88 counties, uh, and we offer a variety of different services in all 88 counties. Um, Most of our county offices offer 4-H. So many people are familiar with 4-H. Um, so are you guys the hub for 4-H yes. then in our county? Okay. Yes, we are the hub for 4-H in our county uh, where youth can come together and they can do livestock shows. They can do what's called still projects where they can sh- do a variety of things like uh, sewing, um, you know, STEM projects like rockets, woodworking, things like that. So here in Tuscarawas County, we offer that and we do offer that in our surrounding counties. Okay. Uh, We also offer uh, what's called family consumer sciences. And that is what I do in our neighboring county in Carroll County. Uh, But we do also have a family consumer science educator located right here in Tuscarawas County. Okay. Uh, And her name is Christine Kendall. Okay. And we do a variety of different things. So when many people think of family consumer sciences, they think of traditional things such as canning and sewing. And not to say that that stuff doesn't still happen in our community, because it does. Mm -hmm. Um, But my focus is primarily mental health. So I have a background in social work. Um, I used to be a therapist. And so I bring a lot of uh, trauma training to our communities, um, both in Carroll and Tuscarawas counties. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, But we also do some things with parenting classes. We go into the schools and do a lot of courses and classes with our schools. I love doing that. That's something that I'm really passionate about. We go into Head Start. So so we do a lot of different things. Uh, Many of our county offices also offer ag and natural resources. Okay. Uh, So they do things where they work with farmers, uh, you know, maybe help them yield better crops in their land. And they do different educational programs. So they do a variety of different things as well. Um, most of our offices also offer what's called SNAP education. Okay. So they work with our low income populations or our schools. Uh, so places, schools that have 50, at least 50% free and reduced lunches. Okay. They're able to go in the schools and do nutrition education. So SNAP is what the food stamp benefits are called. Okay. Um, and so they do education and they have a, a large curriculum that they can do with both adults and youth. And then some of our county offices offer what's called FNEP, which is another nutrition program. Our county and Tuscars and Carroll do not offer that, but some county offices do offer that. And it's just another uh, supplemental nutrition program. So let me ask you, because I, I 
see how that translates into the schools with our young people. Yes. You mentioned the SNAP program with the adults. Do they come into your physical building? How are adults receiving information? They can come in. Okay. Uh, some offices do that, but most of our SNAP educators will go out into the community. Okay. So they may go to places like homeless shelters or domestic violence shelters. Uh, they may go to uh, apartment complexes that are, you know, like Division 8 housing sure, or things sure. like that. So they actually are out um, delivering the messages right there where people are living or congregating, like senior meal sure. sites. So it's a really great program as well. Yeah. You know, as you're speaking, the first time I didn't really understand the breadth of the extension office. I remember a couple of years ago, I think we were working on the opioid issue, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe three or four years ago. And the anti-drug coalition partners with the Farm Bureau. And I think we were at a meeting for the first time. And I think it was in Columbus. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like the breadth of what y'all do. Um, it's just a lot just hearing you kind of speak through all this. And it makes me think I probably need to bring some of your partners in about the fair because I'm hearing a lot of that 4-H, um, discussion that you're bringing up. And, (laughs) you know, I, I know the county fair, not having a traditional fair is Mm -hmm. kind of a significant loss for our county this year. Absolutely. you know, I love that we're ensuring that our young people will still have their projects and stuff like that, but I'm sure that's impacted y'all greatly. Yes, it has. Absolutely. So yeah, I was very excited. Thank you for having me to share a little bit more about what we can offer because I think you're right. Most most outside community members don't realize all that we have to offer to the community. Now, can... How does the community access the resources you all have other than the school-based ones that are provided? So uh, a lot of like what I try to go do is I try to seek out partner agencies. So I will just, you know, call up the courts and share what some kind of programs I'm having like court, um, like parenting programs to try to get. We have a program called Successful Co-Parenting where we work with divorce or separating parents and uh, really educate them on how to successfully co-parent um, as they're divorcing and separating. Many counties actually will mandate that for their um, the disillusions and divorces. Sure, sure. Um, so that is a way that we reach people. I'm just kind of a beat down the door kind of person. So I just kind of just go out and seek. Uh, uh, I know that Chris Kendall will go to libraries uh-huh. and do programming in the libraries wow, here. Yeah, she does a lot of library programming. So does the Ohio State University just support the extension office in, in meeting community need? Or how do you define those populations? Because it sounds like you find an area of interest and you kind of go at it. Is that kind of how this works? Or Yeah, yeah. So every educator kind of just has a niche you know, okay. that they, um, that they're just passionate about. And, and what's great is we work a lot in, in cross county relationships. So, okay. you know, Chris's specialization isn't necessarily mental health. So she, you know, so is like, Bridget, will you please come in Tuscarawas County and share what you have? We had a training, uh, in June, uh, in Tuscarawas County. And, you know, she was like, I, I support you doing this because it's not something I'm passionate, passionate about or that she has a niche for. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Ohio State supports us. The, uh, we get some funding from them. We get some funding from local county commissioners a lot oh, of nice. times. Okay. Yeah. Some counties are levy counties. So it's just kind of, yeah, we get trainings through Ohio State. Uh, we get trainings at the state level. We have state level representatives through Ohio State. So 
it's a really uh, variety and complex uh, system that we work through. Mm -hmm. So I hear your background counseling, your social worker by training, correct? Yes. Um, Tell me a little about this work in trauma. Yeah. So uh, I do have the background. I was a trauma-trained social worker. And so when I took this position at Ohio State, it's something that I really uh, just felt like I wanted to be able to offer, right? That didn't, that was for community members. So it was, this training specifically is geared towards just bringing awareness to what trauma is. Okay. Uh, And that was going to be my next question because I think in a, clinical sense with social service organization providers. We talk about trauma all the time, mm-hmm. trauma-informed care, trauma-informed communities. And I think that's a word that's probably not really well understood if mm-hmm. you're not in our field. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the the training that we're alluding to is Bridget will be doing a training on Monday the 27th and it's called Trauma-Informed Approaches. So I'll mm-hmm. put this up um, on our Facebook page and mm-hmm. um, we'll be sharing that out. But Talk to us a little bit. What is trauma? And then yeah. we'll go into the training. So trauma really is anything uh, that can happen to somebody that can affect them in an adverse way. So when you think of traumatic events, you okay. can think of something like a car accident. You can think of something like a move, right? Uh, and a lot of what we talk about in the training is we define, you know, what a traumatic event could be. Uh, and, and it can be different for every and person. And it can be right? different for every person. And the way that each person responds to it is differently. So we talk a lot about, you know, Jody, you and I can live in the same household, be raised by the same parents, uh, both be in a car accident together. You know, maybe unfortunately something happens in that car accident where we lose somebody and you may have an adverse experience to it where maybe you know you have difficulty and you have a time maybe where there's a little bit of depression or uh things that kind of affect the way that you're able to move on and some people you know could just say okay and just move on and not have any you know negative effects to it um so we really try to just define what trauma is we give a definition um through the Ohio Mental Health Agency that they share with us, okay, um, and we bring it down, and then we go we go through that. Um, so it's a really great training. Um, now, why is it so important that we understand the effects of trauma? I mean, just as community members, yeah, we understand that. Yeah, I think it's really important because a lot of times behaviors that uh, people are displaying are a result of trauma. Okay. So I uh, I like to use my husband as an example of this, and he's going to love that. I he's, was going to say, he's going to love this. He's going to love that he's on a podcast uh, about this. But my husband didn't have a, um, a background in any kind of mental okay. health. Uh, his family, you know, uh, when I met them, did not have you know, a lot of mental health history um, with mental illness or anything in their immediate family. Uh, so I come from a background that where my mother battles a lot of mental illness, uh, okay. my sister and, and myself. Uh, and so he was not exposed to the kind of, you know, losses or difficulty or traumatic experiences that I was ex- uh, exposed to. And so 
sometimes I think the general community don't understand that, you know, when maybe a child is acting out or screaming and yelling at an adult or, you know, when I have a tendency to withdraw from a conversation and not want to be around somebody, it's not because I'm ignoring a person or it's not because that child is trying to be bad, right? Okay. Um, but to just understand that they may be experiencing trauma and so or have had experienced trauma and that's their reaction to that. Um, and, and whatever's going on in that moment is their reaction from a traumatic experience that they could have experienced many years ago. Sure. And so when I met my husband, it was really educating him about uh, what trauma was and- Probably what some of your triggers are, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> what, what, what kind of things set me off and, you know, that he just needed to, to learn to understand that. So he was kind of the first community member that I really educated yeah. <laughs> about trauma. And now he's really come to understand it a lot better. So when you, I heard you mention that y'all do parenting classes. Mm -hmm. So I imagine it's very important for parents to, if they can be mindful of those experiences of their young persons or people in their lives, it probably helps us respond in a different way to certain yes. situations. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When we talk about, especially the co-parenting classes, we teach a variety of parenting okay. classes, but when we talk about the co-parenting classes, divorce is a traumatic event for sure. our youth, uh, as well as our parents. Uh, and some of our youth are going to respond differently, but, you know, knowing that the behaviors that our youth are displaying during the divorce, after the divorce, you know, throughout the rest of their life may be a result of the trauma that they experience of of the separation of their parents so in the training clearly there will be education around trauma mm -hmm. but is there also education on okay now how, how do we deal with this what are those tips and techniques yeah so because this training is geared towards the general community it's okay. not geared for people who are licensed professionals not that i've never had licensed professionals sit in on the training and it's yeah, not you know yeah it's nice to to have that uh, we talk about you know how they can be a support to somebody who's experienced trauma who is displaying you know signs and and symptoms of their trauma, but we also um, support them and give them tools in their tool belt of, of how they can direct them to a place that, you know, may be a counseling center or, okay. you know, where they can get more information. Uh, and a lot of times we do it specific to the location. Okay. Uh, the nice thing, and we haven't really touched on it yet, is that this specific training is virtual. Oh, so, nice. yes. So it is in a virtual format uh, for people to attend. So we've actually taught it in different parts of the state. And so we try to make it specific uh, county specific to what your county has to offer okay. uh, in terms of, you know, mental health services, mm -hmm. uh, support. And we also always provide information for national suicide prevention. Um, but we, we talk about the, the person that is, is learning what trauma is, you know, that they could be that one trusted adult or that one trusted person for somebody to just kind of be that ear for that person. Now, I love this conversation because some of the prior podcasts that we've been, uh, that we've had has been on the mental health issue, mm -hmm. uh, mainly because we could certainly see emerging mental health crises and yes. issues during the pandemic yes, um, due to isolation, due to significant losses, jobs, mm -hmm. income, um, just a, a change in society. So 
I love that as we understand trauma, that as we're able to identify them, we can then also destigmatize mental health. Yes. You know, because yes. there's not a stigma to say, okay, I've had this traumatic event mm-hmm. and I need to know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Or I need to be able to at least understand that maybe mm-hmm. some of my current responses might be stemming from something. If, if you can pin it down. Right. And then I love that you're saying, and then yeah, here are the resources. Right. Because I think sometimes our biggest barrier for us to get it healthy yeah. is to take away the stigma yeah. of getting help. Yeah. And one of the things that we talk about is, you know, uh, we don't ask people what's wrong with you. We ask what happened to you in the training. That's so shifting shift. that mindset yes. to, to what happened to you um, and kind of just that change in that mindset helps people to really understand. Uh, and we've been recently training some trainers okay. within Ohio State Extension to be offered to be able to offer this Uh, and we've been training some people who do not have a mental health background which I think has been a good experience because they're able to maybe sometimes that peer-to-peer the peer-to-peer translates a little Mm -hmm. bit better because I when you're in the field you tend to use clicky words Mm -hmm. and you know it might not translate as well Mm -hmm. and we've been training some of our agriculture uh, educators so that we can get the word out to farmers uh, and just help them understand better uh, what trauma is. And we, we're just trying to we- reach a wide variety of people. And I think it's really going to stick with me what happened to you because mm-hmm. I know last year you said farmers, it just rained, I think, incessantly for months. Yes. And yes. I know our agricultural community couldn't get the crops in. Yes. And the implication to that is pure devastation yes and yet i come from a dairy farm oh so my father's a dairy farmer <laughs> grandfather oh my um but i know that population in particular i'm not gonna throw everyone in the same mm-hmm. um, category but you know you have a lot of strong um persons with strong work ethics mm-hmm. so getting help would be a very hard thing. I'm just thinking for my father, grandfather, yes. if they could not get their crops in, right. the implication of that, but I still don't think in their day they would have went to get help. Right. But just switching that to what's going on to what's happened to you, that's much easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you a starting point mm-hmm. where, okay, didn't mm-hmm. get my crops in. Now I can't feed my cows and mm-hmm. I can't make money. And yeah. yeah. So, um, Yes, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a really great training. And some other, a couple other things I just wanted to share about the training. Uh, We actually um, have trained some school districts and we have a youth component. So for people that solely work with youth. um, So that's, it's really good. So this specific training that we're going to be having kind of just gears towards just general trauma 101 for youth and adults, for anybody that experiences trauma. But we do, if we have people out there that are interested in maybe a specific population uh, for youth or for only adults, uh, we do have that available to offer people. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And this is really exciting. Yeah. So this yeah. is not this Monday, the following Monday, the Correct. 27th. Correct. It's virtual. So how do people jump on? So uh, the flyer. And I will that, do the flyer. Yeah, okay. The flyer that you have has a link to sign up. Uh, they also can call my office, which is the Carroll County office. Okay. Uh, and there's information on the flyer uh, with my email address, which is Britton, B-R-I-T-T-O-N dot one nine one at OSU dot edu. And they can... 
uh, sign up through that. Uh, we've had great response to people that want to take the training. We're going to be offering it again in okay. August uh, to both Tuscarawas and Carroll County communities. So we're very excited about that. So be on the lookout for that if our uh, classes get full. Because even though it's virtual, yeah. we like to try to make it as intimate as possible for people to share openly. Uh, okay. And So it, this training then, mm -hmm. you're able to ask questions, yes. you're able to have dialogue. Yes, yes. Okay. And we encourage that. Uh, we do some interactive things. We do some polls. We do some uh, case studies. So it's two oh. hours. So it's, it's a busy training, but we really want to try to be as interactive as possible because our typical training uh, in person is very interactive. And okay. so this shift to virtual, though it has its benefits because we can get more people, right? Um has its own new unique set sure. of challenges but we're very excited um i've taught it several times virtually and have really have had really good success now do you tend to get more people because it's virtual or less or about the same uh, i only ask because yeah. if you don't have to go out in the evening right so there are some definite benefits right right uh yeah so we have had i would say uh a broader audience so okay. we cap the training between 30 and 40 people uh in person and at virtually and we've been full every time wow. so yeah so when Wonderful. we taught it in Tuscarawas County we had 40 people on okay uh, and then we taught we trained all of Claymont City School District uh, all their teachers okay. uh, and they shared that they would like it a more in-depth training in the fall so we're really excited about that um, and then yeah so we are definitely able to offer more trainings to people and uh, yeah we've we usually we try to do two trainers per okay. class um, because it can be a lot of information sure. and overwhelming to some people. And, uh, but we can offer, you know, multiple rooms uh, if you have a bigger audience that wants to be trained. Um, but yeah, we've had a lot of, of great success teaching it virtually. Neat. And and you just, you get people because they, if it's during the day, they don't have to leave their office or their house. So what's some feedback of some participants? Uh, you know, they really, they want more in-depth training. Okay. That's been a feedback. Uh, they like it virtual. They like that it's interactive. A lot of them, I actually sat in on a, trauma training uh for ceus for my social work license okay. and it was not interactive and so a lot of them have shared that they like the polls uh they like the we, we do a case study towards the end where we have have our trauma glasses off yeah. and then we put our trauma glasses on uh with our case study uh so they shared they like the interaction uh we have got some feedback because some people have been uh, fallen told that they have to take the trauma 101 yeah. uh, by their employer and so you know it, as a virtual um, class it can be difficult to engage the people who are not completely sure. engaged um, well I'm glad that there's polls and Q&A and stuff like yes. that because I think I've been virtually trained out yes so I have kind of came to the conclusion if you do not engage me yes I'm probably as soon as I lose interest, yes, then I'm yes. gone. You know, yeah. so that's wonderful. Yeah. We go to a breakout room if you've nice. ever done a breakout room. Yeah. yeah, I do too. <laughs> so, when someone goes through this class, um, do they feel it benefits them personally that they understand themselves better, or that it improves their ability to view people differently or situations? Do you have that kind of feedback? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have shown or expressed to us that they benefit from understanding where people are coming from. 
Uh, some people have told us that they um, have been able to maybe identify some traumas in their own life that they didn't recognize um, and then maybe have thought to seek help. Now, whether they have or not, you know, we haven't been able to to know that. I've, I've always been open that they could follow up with me if they felt like, sure. you know, they wanted to, to follow up with me. I'm always open for that. Um, but a lot of people, especially these new trainers that don't have the background, they just feel like they've learned so much information right about what what behaviors could potentially be a result of trauma and how um the behaviors that they may see could be that and and one of the things that i like to share in the training is that we're not going to be perfect in how we respond every time sure. right you especially if you're like in a school or something and you're a teacher uh you know every time somebody acts up you're not going to always respond with a trauma informed approach, but just having that knowledge and that information on a more consistent basis to say, this might be where this is coming from. Uh, I think matters more than, than just ignoring it altogether all the time. Uh, so we've gotten some feedback like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the teachers really enjoyed getting an insight and what's going on in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Well, neat. Well, I'll tell you what, I have loved this conversation. Thank you. Bridget, I would love to come you to come back because I have a feeling you're one of those people that has neat projects going on all the time. I do. I do. And I love to share about them any way I can. Yeah. I kind of feel that kindred spirit here. (laughs) I I think we kind of get passionate about something and we go pretty hard. We we do. I do. And And I know you do too. And then we move over to that next project and get just as passionate. So I'm going to say the next passionate project, we'd love to have you back. Um, Or, you know, even to promote some of this trauma training. Um, some of the work we do in the community, we work with young people with youth-led prevention, and I could see this being beneficial to train our leaders, mm-hmm. our youth leaders. Yeah. But also, um, I think this whole new um, world change. Mm-hmm. If schools are not able to meet all year round, mm-hmm. um, and I think we're probably going to see episodes of that. Yeah. Um, having issues, topics that our young people can connect around. Mm-hmm. So I could see this being a really neat virtual training for some of yeah, our young people Yeah, I as agree well. with that. And I think that one of the things that if if we come back together, this is a great starting off point for some other mental health trainings sure. that we have to offer through extension. So this is a good introductory course. And then for people that may be decide it's a a passion that they want to learn more about or you know they want to become an advocate in their community or to their family we have some some other kinds of uh mental health trainings that they can be a part of and they can take and so i would love to share those two sometime yeah well you know what i know first aid mental health is one you teach on as well so do you do QPR as well. Uh, I do not do QPR right now. I'm trying. I'm going to take the. That's the, a suicide yeah, prevention yes. one. I'm going to take the class as as somebody taking the class, but okay. I have not done a trainer class yet. Okay. Well, we'll have you back for definitely for the first the mental health first uh, aid. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Because that's probably a pretty neat one to let the mm-hmm. our listeners know about. Yeah. Um. And just real quick before we wrap up, do you? Can trauma be occurring because of the pandemic? Oh, my goodness, okay. yes. I just want people yes. to understand. You might yes. not even realize what you're right. going through right now. So one of the things that I have actually shared in the the training, which I thank you for bringing that up, sure. is an example that I use during the training uh, in terms of this pandemic is it's raining for all of us, right? We're all in this trauma experience, 
we're all in different boats. We're all experiencing it differently. Um, even people in the same household are experiencing this pandemic differently. My husband, who doesn't have uh, as much trauma in his history as I do, is you know kind of taking this pandemic and just rolling with it. Whereas I have bouts of of extreme difficulty of the isolation, you know, and and we have to be a lot more careful. Um, just because of our son who is more susceptible to illness. And so we're all in the rain, we're all in the storm, uh, but we're all in different boats. That's the example that I like to use for that. And you were sharing earlier, your son, when he was just born, he was in the hospital, would you say over 80 days? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I I can only imagine as a mom, you had a critically ill young person. Yes. Then hear about the effects of the pandemic probably pushes buttons. Right, right, yeah. And I only bring that up because during the pandemic, maybe if you came from extreme poverty when you were young and now you are very fearful about your inability to have gainful employment. Absolutely. You might react very differently. Absolutely. Than someone who maybe has had a secure financial background and thought, huh, yeah. you know, we can make it through this. So, right, yeah. Um, I just want to bring that to our listeners that Mm -hmm. trauma is most likely happening for all of us right now, Mm -hmm. and we might not be able to identify it. Yes. So that's where a training like this is helpful. Just what is trauma? Mm -hmm. You know, how does it impact us? And then I think that next step for our listeners to know is if you're feeling stress that you're not familiar with or Mm -hmm. feelings you're not familiar with, we have great treatment providers out here. Yeah. And I think I would like to give um, a shout out to the COVID care line that's free, 100% free um, at the state. Okay. You know, so you could go to that coronavirus.ohio.gov and they give you the phone number for that. So it's free. I love that, you know, we've been able to expand our telehealth options because a lot of us don't have the time or ability to go in in, in mental health treatment option or offices, yep. you know, so I love that. So there's, there's options out there for, you know, if you feel like you might need some extra support, please utilize those. Yep. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I so appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I also appreciate that. I know that connection you have with Ohio State University, you probably have a lot of resources mm-hmm. just because that's our think tank here in our, our state. Yeah. So. Um, Bridget, I just want to thank you for coming today. I want to thank you for the work you're doing in our community. Um, it's invaluable. And I think just learning about this is super helpful. And I probably could benefit from attending the training on the 27th as well. <laughs> so what we'll do is we will post the flyer of the training on the Anti-Drug Coalition um, Facebook page. And we'll also get the podcast out and we can share it around the community as well. Awesome. So people can understand this. Thank you so much for having me, yeah, Jody. I appreciate it. it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned and come back next week for our next podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and visit our website at adctusk.org.